1: Rebecca Lowe, host of NBC's coverage of the Premier League. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Plus, be sure to tune in on weekends at 7am Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. So we start our whip around with the champions. The 2019-20 season, what a season it was. Won their first Premier League title in the history of the club, 30 years since their last top flight title. 18 straight Premier League wins between October and February. They remained unbeaten for a third straight Premier League season. 44-match Premier League unbeaten run, which is the second longest, by the way, in the history of the top flight. And they set a new top flight record for the earliest title clinch ever ever with seven matches remaining. So, Robbie Musol, I'll come to you first on Liverpool. Mm. We've seen them play their 90 minutes. We yeah. mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, beating Leeds yesterday by four goals to three. Not to be negative, but, but Liverpool fans may be a touch concerned. Yeah. And I yeah. actually did hear some on the radio last night saying, we need to make signings. Yesterday wasn't good enough. We shouldn't be conceding three goals at home. Yeah. What are your concerns after the 90 minutes?
2: OK, so defensively, straight away, there has to be a concern. Now, not just because of the first game versus Leeds, but towards the back end of last season. And I know they won the title, um, but that can be kind of a little bit infectious. They've got to get back to be in a brilliant defensive team. And it's not just about individuals. Individuals yesterday had a bad day, but team defending. And that goes back to the biggest kind of concern coming into this season for me, and that's motivation, drive. Can they go again? Do the players feel the same way about winning the title as they did at the start of last season? And I think signings would help that. Thiago's been mentioned that, that would make their midfield better. Different. Different kind of makeup in terms of, work ethic and, and the, the artistry that he brings, but I'd love to see Thiago go to a football club and, uh, and that would make him better. Well, when, you, when you talk about motivation,
0: I always think when, when teams win something, Rebecca, and, and you see them celebrate, it, it goes one of two ways. It inspires you to want it more or well, it can make you a little bit complacent and you just drop off a bit. And that's the thing I'm looking for in, in, in Liverpool. And I think that's the thing the other teams are looking for. So who's we-
1: responsible for that, Robbie? Who's responsible for taking it? So you look at Sir and Man about, United, yeah, you feel like they get inspired.
0: Yeah, the man in charge is Jurgen Klopp. Right. And that's why I give them a good chance of retaining again, because mm. he has been relentless over, uh, over the time he's been at the football club. There's a way of training, there's a way of discipline, there's a way of intensity, there's a way you turn up. The Leeds game might be a good warning to sh- just let them know, you know, if they- they're not at it, they're going to get beat. And I just think from Jurgen Klopp's point of view, I just want to throw this one out, that we know he's been a, a great Premier League manager, oh, a very good Premier League manager. Could he be a great? Mm-hmm. To go back to back, he'd be a great with Sir Alex, with Jose, with Orson Wenger, maybe with Pep. Yeah. Back-to-back is, is what, what they're looking for.
1: Yeah, Pep Guardiola, of course, winning back-to-back titles mm. with Manchester City just a few years ago. Let's focus on Man City, finishing second last season, 18 points behind Liverpool. Nine losses in the season, the most in Pep Guardiola's managerial career. They did win the League Cup, but they went out of the Champions League again in those quarter final stages. They did, though. This is a good point for the club. Had that two-year ban from UEFA club competition, so essentially from the Champions League, they had that overturned Robbie. L. Mm. this season. Yeah. has to be, does it not? All yeah. about reacting to Liverpool's title win, like Liverpool reacted to cities.
0: And like I've just said about Liverpool, that reaction to winning something. Reaction to not winning it for Manchester City is what it's all about. They've got to get back to what I always call it in Football Becker the Mike Tyson syndrome, where you're standing in the tunnel and teams are fearing facing Manchester City. I think some of that's gone a little bit, and that's going to be important. Nathan Ake has come into strength and defence. I think he helps. I still think there's a bit of a problem. And it's a real crucial time for Pep Guardiola. I know he's not yet signed a long-term contract. It's either, I think, the end of an era for him at Manchester City or could be the start of a really exciting era, if he b- gets a win, if there's a transition, if new players come in again, this football club can take the next step.
1: You mentioned Nathan Arke. Mm-hmm. Is Nathan Arke enough to strengthen that back line?
2: Uh, not enough for me to make it how it should be. He's, he's a really good player. I always feel that with Pep's teams, I've said it before, that they need a, a, a magnificent special defender, and Ake is not that guy. He is can it, play Is the it back. personality, Rob? Is it also more than just the yeah, football? It, it, it's more than just it's. It's. We um, had Puyol at Barcelona. He had company, of course. Organising. That's the issue for them. And I just, I know they're favourites for the title this season, the Premier League. I just think there's a there's a feeling around the club that, I, and I'm just, I think they're not going to be what they might expect to be. Messi was 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 potentially going to go there. That didn't happen. FA Cup semi-final loss to Arsenal. Mm. He talked about the FA FA Cup and the Champions League as being the priority. He lost against Lyon in the Champions League. Big games. That's big disappointment. That really is when that was their main focus. On the back of limited happenings in the transfer market. Aguero again is recovering from another knee injury. I just don't know whether they're going to go and do what a lot of people think they are this season.
1: Well, there are a few weeks left. October the 5th, let's remind you, is the day that the transfer window ends. So Pep still has time. Now in third place, the other Manchester United club finished last season. The other Manchester club, I should say, finished. Manchester United. They'd spent a lot of money, including 97 million on Harry Maguire, 88 million dollars on Bruno Fernandes. What a turnaround, though, he made to their season. They went unbeaten between January and July. Of course, there was the there was the hiatus for COVID and the lockdown. In 19 matches in all competitions, went out in the semi-finals of three competitions. Rashford and Martial had good seasons, and as I said, Bruno Fernandes had a really good season since arriving um, at Manchester United. So in terms of signings now, the Jaden Sancho thing is going on mm. and on and on. Have they made enough for you?
2: Not quite. I mean, Jaden Sancho will, is a brilliant player. And they are trying everything they can to try and sign this guy. Donny van der Beek is, a, is another good midfield player. There'll be situations where he can play all his attacking guys at the same time. Other games where he, he won't. If Jaden Sancho does come in, wow, they've, they've got a lot of good attacking options. They don't need a lot. They shouldn't need a lot, Rebecca. Paul Pogba should be ready to play with Bruno Fernandes. That front three players, the young players will have learned, will have improved. If they can be consistent, if they can play to their their maximum potential Mm. consistently, United could and should have a really, really good season. Goalkeeper. Talk to me about the goalkeeper.
0: Have they got a number one they can rely on? I'm well, let, well let's, let's
1: remind ourselves of why you're asking that question. Yeah. Actually, as as Robbie Musso, maybe you can give us your opinion on whether you think they can rely on him. Look,
2: so, so for me, I, I still think that he can get back to what he was before. I know it won't be easy. I, I just don't, you know, the whole form is temporary, class is permanent type of deal – I might be wrong, but I would still back this guy to start the season and see, see what happens. So, of course, crazy mistakes. So
0: why is Dean Henderson been brought back to the honest, football club?
2: To keep him honest.
0: But is Dean Henderson going to be happy? No. Wanting to play for England? Wanting to, to, to get into the Manchester United team and prove his worth? I get a sense that Henderson's been told, come back, wait your turn, sure. he makes mistakes, he goes in. Tim Howard, we spoke with her over the last couple of days he's adamant that David De Gea will not be number one at that football club come the end of the season. Yeah. That's a big call. Yeah. That's a big turnaround. Tim's
1: point of view is that Dean Henderson would not have returned to mm. the club yeah. on the basis of just trying to keep yeah. David De Gea honest.
0: And isn't but there, he, isn't he, there he, something you have to sort out? If you're going the Gunnar out, if they're wanting to get closer to Liverpool and Manchester City, don't you have to sort out who's your number one? I heard Gary Neville talking on Sky the other day saying, you know... We had Schmeichel. And after Schmeichel, we had a bit of a turnaround in goalkeepers. And it doesn't help the back four when you're not sure who's
2: the number one behind you. So are you saying that he's not going to be the number one then, Davide? No, no, I'm saying... He so Dean, be Dean, Henderson, has well, Dean has Henderson has to admit he, it, some it, it, sort of risk by going back to United. He could sit Ma- on the bench all season. If Dean he Henderson could. was at
0: Manchester United last season,
2: I think he would have got games. Yeah, totally.
0: Of and David Gea
2: might be out so the So if it's the, same, the same thing happens again as last season, yeah. he will play a lot of goals. And then Tim Howard and you might be right that hmm. he will end number one. But Dean Henderson doesn't go there without the yeah. risk of... De might find his form again and he might not Mm. get that as many opportunities.
1: Very quickly, in your experience when you've been in teams and goalkeepers have had nightmares, have you seen them come back? I mean, nightmares as long Mm. as this. Mm. Have you seen them return? Yeah. No, not really. Simon
0: Simon Mignole at at Liverpool. You have the same thing. Eventually, 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 it comes. Yeah.
1: Okay, we shall see. Tim Howard joins us tomorrow. No doubt we'll be talking about this for a while with him. Hmm. Time now for VW Drive Bigger, focusing on moments in the game bigger than just the match. And this one is about Marcus Rashford. This week he was given an award for his work in the community for Manchester United. Take a look at this. Well done, Marcus. On behalf of the PFA, you have won the PFA Merit Award. Thank you very much. How much of, a, of an honour is it to receive the PFA Merit Award in t- for 2020? It's
2: obviously a, a huge honour and... You know, for me, I just hope it encourages and, and promotes other, other players to, to do things to help as much as they can. So, so far, it's, it's only a short-term answer. Um, me and my team behind me are, you know, just trying to find plans on how we can help these children for the rest of their childhood, really, and, you know, long-term answers to the problem and um, just try to find the best way to try and try and help people.
1: Amazing, a 22-year-old who is changing the lives of thousands of children across the UK, Marcus Rashford. We continue to talk about Chelsea next. Some very notable transfers. Mm. Robbie L, indeed, mm. here. Kai Havertz, Ben Chilwell, Timo Werner, who came in. Hakim Ziyech, as well. Thiago Silva. Out has gone Pedro and Willian. Yeah. And Willian, as we know, we yeah. saw, yes, they play for Arsenal. Frank Lampard now. Yeah. It's not about the young players, it feels no. like now. It's not about the transfer ban. No. This is the season, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Last season, Rebecca, we were at Old Trafford when Chelsea kicked off the season. No transfers in, young players in the team. We almost said he's got a free run out of it, Frank, and done brilliantly to get top four. 12 months on, they've spent the kind of money that Abramovich used to spend when he first came into the football club. Some of the best young talents in Europe. The ante's up there now. And when you spend that kind of money, I think you expect to get closer. They won't, I'm not that sure they're ready to win a title, but they should be. Competing, they might get between the two. And I also think, Rebecca, when you spend this kind of money, and Frank's now at second Premier League season, it's a test of Frank Lampard. It's a test of his ability to make sure Robbie does the right things Mm. during games, he plays the right teams, he gets the right systems. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of money
2: back in quite inexperienced manager. It is. And um, the defensive balance of the team is something we talked about a lot last season, Mm. of course, with the amount of goals they conceded. But... Wow. Attacking options, Rob, <laughs> in terms of what they can do. Well, we all, you know, with, with Timo Werner's running in behind with Kai Havertz's creativity for midfield and the ability to score from that area, with Giroud that can come in for certain games, Tammy Abraham, mm-hmm. Ziek, Christian Pulisic yes. on the left-hand side, potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has got... Uh, uh, the options and, of any uh, game, Mason Mount for mm, midfield, mm, I mean, he's got playmakers, he's got Angola Kante, he's got in midfield and front line. He has got as many tools to do whatever he wants in every game that, that he can. Defensively, Rhys James, Ben Cherwell, brilliant fullbacks. It, the, could Thiago it, it, it Silva be one be of the most important back. signings? It, yeah, it, it's and not he, really a headline, but could be most important so organising. I'm a little, I'm a little mixed on Thiago Silva. We all know what he's mm, done, mm. but we all know his age. Is he going to be that player-slash-defensive coach to organise and to try and improve... And I've had mixed messages about what he's like as a leader and as a captain. Mm. I don't know. We'll see how that works out.
1: Well, stay tuned, because later on in the show this morning, we're going to hear from Frank Lampard. Arlo White sat down with him this very week, talked about Thiago Silva, talked mm. about the front line. Lampard's excited. Inside the mind with Frank mm. Lampard is coming up shortly this morning. Let's move on. Talk about Leicester City. Great first half of the season. Struggle second half of the season. And look at the players. Leicester City, the new Southampton. These are the players they've sold since 2016. Chilwell, Maguire, Drinkwater, and Kante. And look at the bottom there. The profit that they have made from five players since 2016, nearly $300 million. And Robbie Musto, I know you watched Brendan Rodgers' yeah. press conference this week, and of course the season ended really disappointingly yeah. for him and Leicester City, and you actually felt that that was still evident in the way he spoke.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, it might have been a bad day for Brendan Rodgers or whatever, but his press conference before this first game, he looked down. He was asked about Ben while leaving, and he, he kind of, it was one of them where he kind of hinted at, well, I am the head coach here and things happen at the club that's beyond my control. I'm the coach, I'll coach mm. the players that come in and I trust the board. So he's he, he separating himself a little bit from the transfer market for mm. Stasatus, And also, you know, he looked frustrated, Rebecca. And that list of players, Ben Chiu being the latest one, and as it goes forward, Rob, mm. to other young players, Madison mm. or or whoever it is, Indeed, I think it'll be the next one. Think, well, should we really get that excited because things, players are going to move on and maybe I can move to the next level? It's really, it's really interesting because when he started the season, last
0: season, I always felt that that club almost like have got a hunger, have got an ambition. Brendan Rodgers has as a manager, he, he wants to prove that he's one of the top. And the players were always wanting to prove that, that they were good. It almost feels as though now with Chilwell gone, that's another one. And, and, and Brendan almost feels, like you say, a little bit deflated. I mean, that. It's a test of his, his management skills now. He's got to reignite a club that the second half of the season were awful, Rebecca, that the form was as bad as anybody in, in the league. Dropped out of the top four picture, and, and and now he's really got it all on. With the Europa League to come as well, more games to add in there. It's really on... This one's a call for Brendan.
1: Just quickly, do you think that there's a sense that Brandon Rogers took the job because he didn't think Correct. they were going to do all of Absolutely. these stuff. could actually I think he thought,
0: I'm going to have these players and add to them. Mm. And because of that, he can use his coaching ability and turn them good. I think if he's seen Chilwell go, and one day will it be
2: Ndidi, and who's the next the, the one who goes, thing, Madison? The only, the only thing as a model, Borussia Dortmund in Germany. Yeah. They have a similar sort of situation and still manage to be competitive. Got to recruit But there's well, though, fewer yeah. bigger
1: clubs to challenge with
2: yeah. in yeah. Germany. That's right. Yeah. Leicester
1: are behind all these clubs, including yeah. maybe this season Tottenham. Mm. We shall see. Let's yeah. talk and move on and talk Jose Mourinho. Spurs are in action later against Everton, shall we? What an interesting season they had out of the League Cup uh, against Colchester on penalties. Then Pochettino was fired in November. In came Mourinho just a day later. Between November and February, eight wins in his first 14 games. They went out uh, against against Norwich City in the FA Cup in the fifth round. Massive disappointment, that for Mourinho and the fans. Went out the Champions League round of 16, just a year after reaching the final, finishing in sixth place on 59 points. Robbie Earl, mm. The documentary that recently came out yeah. behind the scenes of Tottenham Hotspur, Jose yeah. Mourinho, no doubt about it. Ambitious, wants to win, wants mm. to win, wants to win. I think mm. that's the most used word in that documentary. Correct. So this now, yeah. I mean, we could say it for every manager, but this now is the season for Jose Mourinho. It's the season
0: it? for Jose Mourinho... As a manager, it's a a season for Tottenham Hotspur to prove, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, Rebecca, but are they nearly men? Are are they nearly get to Champions League final? Are they nearly winning titles? Or Jose Mourinho was brought into this football club to do the next thing, Mm. to win something, to put a trophy there. That's what he's done throughout his career. Now he's got to sprinkle that dust over the players. Can Eric Dier be his John Terry? Can Dele Alli be his Frank Lampard? Can Harry Kane be Durable and be Didier Drogba. That's the question we're asking of Jose Mourinho and this group of players. I think it's a huge season for not only the manager, but a number of players at that football club.
1: There's a really interesting scene in the documentary with Deli Alli and Jose Mourinho, and Mourinho is trying to explain to Deli Alli, look, mm. you're inconsistent, you're mm. not always at this level, you're up and down, and it's up to you mm. how... To work out how to get to a Frank Lampard level of consistency. So, how? But how does Mourinho help that? How does he instil his winning mentality on the likes of Deli Ali, who it's struggled tough, recently? It's a tough thing, isn't yeah, it's really tough thing tough.
2: to do. I mean, I, I, I kind of like that approach. I would like that as a player. I'm not sure I want a, a manager. Telling me what I should do in the game. I think you feel your own game. I think they'll both know when he's doing, Deli's doing what he should be doing. And, he, and, and he, immediately, Rob, he was a lot better. Yeah. But then he fell away a little bit. Defensively, though, for Spurs, is going to be important because mm. they weren't anywhere near as strong yeah. as, as we normally see with Mourinho teams. We know the attacking talent. Hoibert the signing, Matt Doherty, a kind of unspectacular, but I, I kind of like them as, as, as good, steady pros. Do, and you're right. I mean, they've got to have a big does season. Does Jose's
0: methods work with the
2: young type of different player than the, than the John Terry's, than the Frank Lampard's? They were. I don't, a I, in the... I, yeah, I don't see why I can't. don't see why I can't. Give that... a young player a plan. Tell him what he's got to do. Be an organised team. Motivate. Get the winning mentality. Why mm-hmm. can't it work with the younger players? Well, we'll I know see. it's a little we'll different, see. but yeah. yeah,
1: we'll see. Yeah, we'll, see. Yeah, we'll see, as you say, Chelsea. Those years were 15 years yeah. ago. So as it moved mm. on, we mm. will see. So we continue our tour around the clubs and we're focusing now on Wolverhampton Wanderers. What a season it was. Began on July 25th, 2019 with those Europa League qualifiers. He ended up losing in the quarterfinal to Sevilla. Played 59 games across all competitions. Finished in seventh spot. Really good. Raheem Jimenez with 17 Premier League goals and Adama Traore with nine Premier League assists. They were two very much the danger men. So seventh and another really good season, Robbie Musto. Mm how do they, with all those big clubs we've just talked about, potentially above them, how do they move forward? Uh,
2: Really hard. I mean, they move forward as a club and and what they're doing, but it's really hard when you finish seventh and you're ahead of Arsenal and the Europa League, as as all those stats just said there. That's that's tremendous achievement from a club that's incredibly well run. There's reports that Nuno Espirito Santo, the coach, is about to sign a three-year extension, which Mm. will be imperative for them to try and move forward. But trying to get into the top six given what we've just talked about them and how a lot of them have been in transition and are improving, for Wolves to try and be a part of that is going to be really difficult. But when you've got a club that's got the recruitment people that they have at the football club and they're spending $47 million a record, Rob, on on Fabio Silva, this young kid from Porto, that's where the strength for this club is.
0: The recruitment has absolutely been the key, Rebecca, and whether they've got players in on loan initially or, or played money for them, they've got great value for money. I was impressed this summer that none of the, what I call, jewels in the crowd went. Traore, Jimenez, Neves were people... Not were yet, looking anyway. At, not Just yet, Doherty yeah. Wind, Wind, not sure. Whether he's a duel Matt, jewel Do- or not. Matt yeah. Doherty went, like you say, you know, he's a solid citizen, but I, I think they're in good shape. I have to say, and I've got to put it out there, 12 months of football wolves have had virtually, from the start of the season in the Europa League till the end of, of, of Europa getting to the quarter final and um, European football... At some point, fatigue's going to kick in the back. At some point... Despite do, that
1: three-month break?
0: I think so. There's a small... He uses a very few few players new no I'm just worried there's a of season in, in, in Wolves that... <laughs> things ju- <the> things drop <laughs> off a little <laughs> bit. You can't just keep yeah. going. At, well, so they're going to the get relegated. Age. Not that they'll get relegated, but they'll have a really. They may have a, a poorer season Tough than ball. we've seen. Two okay. seven finishes has been brilliant.
1: All right, let's talk Arsenal. They took uh, Fulham by storm yesterday, didn't they? they beat them by three goals to nil. Reminder. With a few keynotes, they fired Unai Emery back in November in Mikel Arteta just before Christmas, finishing in eighth position, won the FA Cup for a record-extending 14th time the club. They spent 45 and million bucks on transfers, including William, well, he was a free, and Gabriel, who played so well yesterday. They won the Community Shield as well against Liverpool just last weekend. So, Robbie, we did talk about Arsenal yeah. yesterday. It does feel different. It mm. feels a bit more like Arsenal are getting their identity back a little bit more.
0: And I link that to culture again. And and when I say culture, Rebecca, it's about all the elements around your football club, how you train, your timekeeping, the players' behaviour, what we see on on a football pitch. All those things are starting to come together. Interesting this week that that Arteta's role was upgraded to first team manager. Like You're in charge of this football now from, from team coach. They've got a proper manager in charge, who's starting the project, who's starting the work, and I think it's a two or three-year project. What he will need at some point is the backing like a Frank Lampard. He's going to need... And it might not be at that level, but he's going to need to go into market and buy three players who initially make that front 11, that first 11 better. That's where Arsenal need to get to
2: if they're going to go back to trying to win titles. I'll tell you what's happening, Rob, is that the good things are happening at this club that, mm. that haven't happened. Good decisions are being made. Mm. You know, Willian is a good signing. Yeah. Gabriel, they both score. Mm. They get to cup finals. They win yeah. an FA Cup final. They yeah. they get, they get, They win the Community yeah. Shield. Yeah. stuff is happening that's Mm -mm. like, that's worked, that's good. And that didn't or hasn't happened for for quite a few seasons now. So that on the back of the confidence they get, his coaching ability and the responsibility now that he's got for for more recruitment... It's going definitely in the right direction. And by the way, that's the reason Aubameyang is close to signing yeah. a contract. If
0: Another things thing weren't happened, quite right, right he, he, he'd be yeah. saying, I'll, I'll go somewhere else at yeah. this stage of his career.
1: hasn't happened yet, but as you say, yeah, it very all close reports to point here. towards yeah. a new three-year deal for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Sheffield United, what a season they had. Newly promoted they were out of the Premier League for 12 years. They were the favourites to be relegated. They finished ninth, three wins in their final ten games, though they did stumble a little bit to that finishing line. Dean Henderson was a star, but he has returned to Manchester United after that lone spell um, ran out. So, the second season, and Robbie Musto the second season syndrome that mm-hmm. we have seen, Reading, I remember, did it years ago, where they slump in that second season. No, we did is that- we, we got
2: relegated. Yeah. Middles- yeah. Middlesbrough yeah. got relegated. I mean, oh, I didn't want to
1: bring that up. Well, now, I try to protect you on that front. You're welcome. It's bring that It's So, okay, well, well done for bringing that up
2: yourself.
1: <laughs> Are you concerned at all that Sheffield United might ever slump?
2: Uh, no, no. Um, I think Chris Wilder's biggest asset is motivation, and, mm-hmm. I, and that should protect against too much of a, of a collapse the second season. It, 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 it probably won't be as good. Um, they've made some signings that I like. They, they seem to have got their recruitment right again, where they bring in players pretty early in the window. They've got back up um, two young wing-backs from D- uh, Derby that have come and helped them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's tough to be as good, but I think with him and the way that he is and driving his team forward, they're not going to have a, a, a slump. I'd be looking at Sheffield United and I'd say consolidation. Chris Wilder
0: will be saying, we'll kick on. I heard him say the second-season uh, syndrome. He said, don't believe in that, ailment. Don't, don't get it at all. Don't know what people are talking about. He drives his team. He's motivated. He wants to be in the Premier League. What they need for back is a double-figure centre-forward. I think the, the most goals they got last season was club high was six goals. They shared them around, and that's great. But some point you need someone who gets you 12 to 15 that takes the weight off the team. Mm. If they can find that, and I believe he's looking in the window to bring a couple in, I think they'll be absolutely fine.
1: But a good acquisition was Aaron Ramsdale in Aaron goal because, goal, as we yeah. said, Dean Henderson mm-hmm. went back, yeah. so they got yeah. Ramsdale yeah. from yeah. Bournemouth yeah. who got rele- relegated. Maybe Sheffield United would like to become a, a Burnley of the Premier League. Mm. Burnley, who've stayed milled around that mid-table area for so long, their last four Premier League seasons: 16th, 7th, 15th, 10th. So they flirt a little bit every other season with relegation, but then they finished nicely in mid-table and they were in 10th um, after last season. And Robbie Musto, that is an interesting pattern. Can they continue to stay in the Premier League?
2: I'm worried about season. them this season. You're worried? Yep. I, they have a tiny budget. They've spent nothing again in the market, which they, they very rarely do. They're losing players. We saw what Hendrick did for Newcastle United yesterday. I think they could be in real trouble this season. And I noticed, I looked at the, the squad. There's 15 players, Rebecca, in the last year of their contract. 15 of probably 25. So, you know, they're on a knife edge. We saw the, the, the carry-on last season of a couple of players that went right to the end of, the, mm. of their contracts, and one of them went and one of them stayed on. So we saw Sean um, uh, angst a little bit in some interviews about what's going on at the football club. So I think they could have a difficult season. Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, they've got to do it again. They've got to keep those goals coming in. And if they lose Tarkovsky... Is it to Villa that, that's interested in West, West, West Ham? 50 million. This then day.
1: it could be a difficult season. And of course, let's not forget when you go into the final year contract, you're not going to make a lot of money off these players. And Burnley need money because yeah. they have a tiny budget. Oh, I can but, see his face already. He's his Sean Dyche. He loves Shawdie. He loves Shawdie. In Dutch, we trust. He's they've in got the a brains,
0: of. trust at that football club. He knows how to operate in this <laughs> Premier League. He's two, getting fed up, two getting fed up with this top Finishes in the last three years. They say Michael like Keane he gets Tarkovsky. If Tarkovsky goes, somebody else comes in. His recruitment's good. He knows where to find players. He's a motivator. He keeps you in the, in the Premier League, uh, Robbie mm-hmm. Musto. Absolutely no problem. Solid citizens. They're, they're, they're a team that have no stars. Work together. <claps> and Dye, no problem.
1: All right, Southampton had a really strange season because they struggled first half, certainly. They finished 11th in the end. They took 18 points in the last nine matches. That was during Project Restart, when only Man United and Man City were better than them. Danny Ings was massive. They had him uh, back permanently from Liverpool last summer for 25 million. But in the middle of all this, remember in October, they lost 9-0 at home to Leicester City, which was the worst home defeat in top flight History. So, Ings, 22 goals will be must last season. We saw them play against Crystal Palace at Selhurst yesterday. They lost by a goal to nil. Ings had a few chances, yeah. but it's a worry if you're Southampton fan. At least they have a, a striker in double yeah. figures. Yeah. yeah. But if he gets injured, yeah. Adams o- others,
2: might. yeah, others no. have to step up. And you're right with, with Shay Adams. Is he going to be? A, can he be a regular scorer mm-hmm. in the Premier League? He finished off the last season yeah, pretty not, well mm-hmm. with some goals coming in in mm-hmm. July. Um, but can he step up? Michael Obafemi is a, a very good young player that, again, needs to develop and score goals. Rafa Nassin, another coach in his presser that looked very looked frustrated with the market. He's saying, we need players to freshen up. Walker Peters and, and, and a couple of others. Hoiberg, of course, that went as well. So, mm. you know, I think they'll be fine. And they're strong enough now as a team. And the manager has been there a, a couple of years, two or three years now. So I think they'll be OK. But again, a, a team that, that, that could have a difficult season. Worried. Worried. As he was worried with
0: Burnley, I look at Danny Ings, and you take the 22 goals away from, from the team, the 51 they scored, trouble. Um, like the you like what he's trying to do, but continually sell cl- people. Hubert goes out of the football club, another good personality in the middle of the park. Just a little bit concerned about Southampton, and, and the, the loss yesterday wasn't a great start, and I just think if they get on a little bad run, things could go go go, go bad very quickly at, at the Saints.
1: I asked Robbie yesterday. I, had, I think he had about three seconds to answer it. So you've got a bit longer. Shea Adams, is he good enough for the Premier League? He said yes. You say... I
0: think he's a championship striker, Rebecca. I've, I've, we've seen evidence in Project Restart that, they, they, the, you know... He, he, but chant, he had two or three chances yesterday when a top Premier League scorer finds a back of the net.
1: Okay, well, sitting below Southampton in the table at the end of last season were Everton, so they decided, let's spend some money. James Rodriguez from Real Madrid, will he play today against Spurs? Allen in from Napoli for 33000000 million. They're really shoring up that defense, adding some, some steel, some style as well. Abdoulaye DeCore eventually getting his move from Watford. He said this week, I've been... Waiting to come here. I'm finally here. And then Kuko has come on a free transfer from Marseille as well. So James Rodriguez, a 2014 World Cup Golden Boot winner. This is in Times Square. Everton in the USA tweeting this out this week. He is. There is no... Doubt about it. He is, Robbie L, a yeah. megastar. You're bringing in a megastar. Regardless of yeah. his form, he is still seen as a megastar as well. Somebody of was telling
0: so, me on social media he has more followers than Everton Football Club.
1: Oh, I, mean, I think by quite a I distance. A I think brand, he's about the and, third or fourth sportsman in the world yeah, on social media. I mean, a bit like yourself, Robbie don't, oh. don't
2: let the form get in the way. You
1: know, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> social media is all that's important. <laughs> yeah. no, but but, well, but I'm now you're spending his, the money. Reach, yes, but yeah.
0: You've spent yeah. the money, you've got the player. Still, still a little bit of a, a question mark of how he'll fit in the Premier League, Rebecca. We've had some great players who've come here, who've been brilliant in European leagues, but come into England and don't find it easy. But exciting to think about with Charles and Calvert Lewin and, and uh, James as a front three. But my big takeaway from Everton is it's time now. Come on, Everton. You know, best of the rest, you know, up there with Wolves, up there with Leicester, up there with Sheffield United. You, you should be now top-class manager, spending big money and getting good quality players in the football club. It's time for a little bit of ambition.
1: Lowest finish in 16 years. Yeah. It is time. I mean, we yes. do have this conversation a lot, but they are a sleeping giant. Tim Howard, I can see in the periphery of my vision is just willing us to be nice about Everton. Yeah. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, has to be the most exciting time for many years they have got a world-class manager. And I think he likes Richarlison. Kava Lewin did a good job last year. He's now rebuilt the midfield. Decore is box-to-box guy. Alan's going to be that, that defensive guy that's going to intercept and tackle. Defensively, still, for me, there's a lot of improvement needed there. But, you know... I know improvement's got to come and it will come, but it's still got to be patient, Everton fans. This isn't just going to click the season and they're going to all of a sudden well, be challenging well, what's the top successful? six. They've got to be yeah. 8 They've got to be eight, seven, yeah, eight. Absolutely. But, but going forward, it's a longer-term mm. project. We, they know they've got a great manager, and the money is there with the ownership. So each window, they should get continually
1: stronger. Tim Howard behind the scenes today with us on camera tomorrow, making his debut with our team tomorrow, the former Everton goalkeeper. Right, Newcastle United. They really played well yesterday, beating West Ham by two goals. Sunil. Their last three finishes in the Premier League, 10th. 13th and 13th. Not terrible. So, in the end, they steered pretty clear of relegation. Steve Bruce does seem to have brought in a little, little bit of stability. And now, Robbie, as well, with the signings that yesterday, as you mentioned a few moments ago, immediately made an impact, there is a, an optimistic sense. I know I say it every year, but I We're just Newcastle. feel as.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, I think so. I think the signings, I mean, got, every club, have we talked? I mean, recruitment is so important. Yeah. And Newcastle United. I've got a patchy history. I mean, Joe Ellington, last season, just doesn't look a Premier League player. Wilson, we know, is. Ryan Fraser, we know, can be a really good player in there. Jeff Hendrick, same thing they got from Burnley on free. So, this is... It's got Steve Bruce's influence written all over these signings. And you can see his face yesterday. So pleased, so happy. Talking about the Newcastle fans have got their club back. And and I'm sure that he decided which players come into the club. And Callum Wilson... A, a striker for Newcastle could have a big season.
1: They do still want a takeover. The fans yeah, do still want yeah, Mike yes. Ashley out. Mike Ashley mm. was at the game yesterday. But was at they the game, a Tip yeah. for tap this week with statements coming out of Newcastle, statements coming out of Premier <sighs> League. League yeah. Newcastle feel mm. that the Premier League have blocked the takeover. Yeah. That's still a situation that needs rectifying.
0: Yeah, because we start a season with that being a cloud over the football club. And huge credit to Steve Bruce, who's got, got his team focused. They got the win. they spent £46.5 and got in two free transfers and Jamal Lewis and... Kat- Callum Wilson who are going to make them better and it starts to look more like a team Mike Ashley's there, maybe he's going to get back more involved, fall in love again with the football club maybe that's not what the fans want but (laughs) despite the, the ownership situation, Newcastle United is still a draw Rebecca, Callum Wilson had a chance to go to Aston Villa and believe other teams were out, he wanted to wear the black and white shirt of Newcastle because of the history and the tradition of this club I just hope one day we can be talking about Newcastle competing in the top six again
1: How did Crystal Palace get on last season? Well, they finished in 14th. These are their finishes since returning to the Premier League 2013-14. 11th, 10th, 15th, 14th, 11th, 12th, 14th. I think that's the epitome of mid-table mediocrity, Robbie Earle. Mm. However, the Palace fans will be delighted with a bit of mid-table mediocrity. Mm. But this season, a couple of good signings. Are you optimistic about their ambitions?
0: I just want this club to, again, just to show a little bit more. They're a bit what I call snakes and ladders, Rebecca. Start a little run and you think, oh, things are going, and then they drop off on another run, and it's a bit up and down. Uh, Wolf is still at the football club and scored yesterday and is looking more focused, and I believe everybody said he, he, he's been good in pre-season. I was a little concerned about the lack of goals. Eze and Bacuai coming in and addressed that. Um, there was too much reliance on RU, who got nine, a takeaway for Palace at this stage of the season is if I'm Steve Palace, the owner, I just have Eddie Howe on Speed Dial. Oh. Just oh, in case Roy. things start to go wrong, Eddie oh. Howe's out of business. What he's a really f- good fit for cooking.
1: I mean Palace. Roy's just won his first game yesterday. Yeah, to be fair, yesterday morning you said to me you were worried about Palace. Yeah. They yeah, beat he's got
2: to go down. Two weeks ago I'd have them gone and go and Okay, go but they beat Southampton
1: yesterday. Change yep.
2: of mind? Well, change your mind with the signings of, of Batchuay and Eze. Because that's freshened up the whole football club. They lost seven of the last eight in the Premier League. The, the team looked incredibly stale. Was we looking at Conor Wickham and, and Benteke and Jordan Ayew again as the main guys that, that are struggling to score goals. Those two players will, will just breathe life into the front line. And we saw it yesterday. They were as bright in the attacking areas as I've seen them. And Wolf, and uh, Wolf Zaha finally looked happy again. Scored his goal, was mm-hmm. bright, was, 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 mm-hmm. was thrown tons of effort into the game. So they're going to be fine this season.
1: Yes or no, would Eddie Howe be a good fit? Um, no. Interesting. Oh, I've for got to move clearly. on to Brighton, but we clearly. will come yeah, back time. to that yeah. at some point. Palace's yeah. big rivals, Brighton, finished a place below them last season. It was the second season under Graham Potter. They were in 50 the season before. They've got Adam Lallana in from Liverpool on a free transfer this, this summer. Glenn Murray and Shane Duffy have been sent out on loan for this season. So you're a Potter fan, aren't you, Robbie Musto? Well, I am now.
2: I, did, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect last season. I had not seen a lot of him. He's coached abroad. Um, but um, he's totally changed the way that they play. It wasn't a super successful season, but they did enough to stay up. They can only get better from there. Joel Feltman is a starting centre-back for the Netherlands. Played alongside Van Dijk the last couple Mm. of weeks. Good recruitment. Um, Neil Mopé did well last season. So, yeah, I I really am a fan now. Uh, The way that you can change a club's style is not easy That a team that's not a brilliant squad of players. So, yeah, they're going to be fine this year.
1: Has he completed that change of style, or is that still no, a process? It's,
2: it's evolving, Rebecca. It's a
0: process, but they press better. They pass better. There's a better look about the football team. Really impressed with, with Graham Potter. Everybody I ask in England about him, people at Newham at Swansea, people at Brighton, only say good things about him, that he, that he builds football clubs, that he's brilliant with his players, that he, he, he sets the standards that, that people want. I was worried about Brighton in Project Restart. I thought they had tough games to mm. come. They played Arsenal, got off to a great start the first game back, and just were in the end comfortable finishes. I have no worries for them this season. I think Potter, with a season in front of him, with um, so a couple of new players and, and a new
2: fresh outlook, I think they'll be fine. M- maybe a good sign that the football club, which seems like it's a really well-run Steady, club, yeah, they they extended his contract yeah, like after five, six months. After, yeah, after when six they months, they were him so a four-year deal. After watching him work,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, um, West Ham, you know. United we saw yesterday lose at home, opening day of the season, to Newcastle United. Last season, they spent $138 million, but they almost went down, including $56 million on Allaire. They fired Pellegrini in December, brought back David Moyes for a second stint as manager. He kept them up. They finished, there on 39 points. They didn't even reach that 40-point mark. Um, but, Robbie, now that David Moyes is back for the long term yeah. and they, it, it's not an interim thing anymore, no. I mean, we saw it yesterday, but are you... You're in good good spirits about Moyes. I just think
0: it's time to give David Moyes some support and back him back. He's only got a year financially financially, he's only got a year left on his contract. Again, no transfer activity. As ever, the clouds are over West Ham. There was unrest with Dean Garner, who was allowed to leave to go to West Brom. Players had their say about it publicly, and and that might have caused a little bit of unrest in in the camp. It's it's, it's like a soap opera, West Ham United. It's just like there's something happening all the time. Listen, David Moyes did a good job in Project Restore. He wants to build a team that's based on work ethic, spirit, and and maybe not quite the West Ham way we've known in the past. But if you're going to give the guy the job, Then back him and at least let him try and do it his way.
1: But the problem is the transfer policy they've got is that there is no transfer policy because there are no transfers. Right.
2: Well, so they they made a decision at the start of last season. Mamo Pellegrini and we're going to go attacking. They brought all these players in, uh, adding to the likes of Felipe Mm. Anderson, Fonals came in and different attacking players. Didn't work. So now he's had to come in and patch it up again, which he did really well last season. And now that situation, we spent so much money with Pellegrini and trying to change West Ham mm-hmm. that didn't work. I don't think there's any money left. I don't think they've got any money left. And you've, and you've got, got they
0: players they are not more play. players there now. The, the, yeah, the which he's now, got to the patch Lanzini, up. He's got to patch up all Anderson's. the errors.
1: It's and a the ownership is, is millionaires, not billionaires, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. in 2020-2021 yeah. season... No, they can't compete with Chelsea. They can't teams compete. Teams like that. Yeah, good point. On the last day of last season, the other Claret and Blue team, Aston Villa, stayed up just about. They'll be so glad as well. After look how much money they spent on transfers. They had some real injury problems during the season. They did get to the League Cup final. They lost against Man City. They were in 19th place with four matches to play. They ended up being safe by just one point sitting there in 17th. And Robbie, they have bought Ollie Watkins yep. from Brentford, yep. who is a goal machine, certainly at championship level okay. and below. Yeah. How confident are you that he is a championship player, not a Shea Adams, mm. but one that can hit the ground running? Well,
2: is he a, is he a Neil Mopay or Shay? Adams? What do
1: you think? You've seen him play. <sighs> Which would you it's say he really is? It's
2: really difficult. What, what would I say? Yeah, I think he can score goals okay. of the bits that I've seen him. But that's no guarantee. And sometimes you don't know until you throw them into the situation. And that's what Villa need. They need a goal scorer. They, they, mm. they create chances. We know about the midfield I and mean, Jack Grealish and what they can do. Um, but they need a goal scorer. Just, just on defensively, that's got to be something that Dean Smith addresses as well. Only
0: Norwich they were conceded... good in project restart there, Rob. I thought they were oh, better defensively. Yeah, they've defensively. improved. They have yeah. improved. Good yeah.
2: point. But Norwich City, the only mm. team that conceded yeah. more goals than Villa. But you're right, Rob, and, and that did get better. Needs to be the same way. Mm. But it's all about Ollie Wick Watkins whether he can score the
0: goals. I think there's a there's a learning and motivation from Villa. I think they went so close to going down last season that they'll be better for it. And I just think of the last two seasons. They came out of the, the playoffs, worked themselves, got a spirit, came up. They stayed up last day, saw the scenes in the dressing room at West Ham when they got the result. Just think, these are pulling together. I think Dean Smith's got this group now. I think they'll learn a lot from the experience yeah, of the last so sure. season. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure they'll be okay. This I year. I'm not
2: so sure they will be. Mm. I think they might really, really struggle again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, Thirty-five sure. points last year. Mm. I mean,
1: if you're just joining us this morning, it's a couple of minutes past eight Eastern. Robbie, Earle, Robbie Mosto, myself, Rebecca Lowe. We're just heading into the second hour of our pre-game shows. You know, we always come on air on a Sunday at 7 a.m. We've got two games. The first is West Brom against Leicester, live from the Hawthorns at 9 Eastern. And then later, over on Peacock Premium, it is Tottenham against Everton. That's Mourinho against Ancelotti. Right now, we're just whipping round the whole of the Premier League from top to bottom and really getting the chaps' thoughts on the status of each club, where they are, where they think they'll end up, and how they've done in the transfer window. So. We're almost actually at the end. We're down to the newly promoted teams, Leeds United. A reminder, with uh, one of 22 founding members of the Premier League. Five major trophies to their name, including the 1992 top flight title, Marcelo Bielsa. We saw him yesterday. He's managed at two World Cups. He's also managed at other big, big clubs as well. Athletic Bilbao, Marseille, Lille, uh, to name just a couple. And yesterday, Robbie Earl, we yeah. saw the Marcelo Bielsa yeah. leads, the style of play. Yeah. We talked about it at 7am this yeah. morning. We all loved seeing them go toe to toe with Liverpool. And we think now, because they've played Liverpool, they've yeah. done it against the biggest teams, yeah. they're going to have the confidence to do that all season.
0: Well, it's, it's a system that's ingrained. Bielsa comes into a football club, Rebecca, and says, forget everything you've ever done without any other coach this is what I'm going to do we're going to play out the back we're going to push people forward we're going to play through midfield overload areas and we're going to create chances and we saw it against Liverpool yesterday they're, they're going to be must watch TV for the rest of this season and everybody's been saying about can't wait to get Leeds United back in the Premier League yesterday showed you why that happens and, and as ex-players and players and fans everybody's got a Leeds story everybody tells you about either when they played Leeds when they went to Leeds what Leeds have done <laughs>
2: I I've got a to terrible Leeds, Leeds story. Did
1: well, You get relegated. Yeah, there. I got I relegated at Al yeah. Another relegation.
2: Another <laughs> relegation. Keeps going. It's the same one. It's the same relegation. To be fair,
1: we don't bring it up. In I know. You, it's well,
2: you said my stories are Leeds, so
1: because they're, they are, they are a great club. They yeah. do bring so much. And Marcelo Bielsa, just give us a quick insight into what we oh, expect from blimey.
2: him. Oh um, blimey! Crazy interviews, like weird <laughs> actions. He's, he even walks a bit funny. But his teams play <laughs> amazing bad, bad, football. But. He's got, yeah, yeah. But his teams play amazing football. Brave tactics. Mm. You know, that I think we're going to see all season long. There will be times they, get, they probably lose four or five goals in a game. They, they're going to lose badly, but mm. I think they're going to win enough with that approach to be absolutely fine in the division um, because like teams a will be a bit, man, a bit worried about the way that they played. I mean, that pure. was some silky stuff. It was mm. great.
1: He yeah. walks a bit funny. But Robbie Elton <laughs> yeah. say he's, he's got, got a, a bad, bad back. <laughs> so, like by me, the way, like as me. as Robbie Melton <laughs> right now. So it uh, <coughs> takes one to no one. West Bromwich Albion, who <laughs> are <laughs> in action today against Leicester City. Quick reminder, because we haven't seen them in a couple of years. They were one of 12 founding members of the Football League back in 1888. Seven major trophies to their name. But the last one was back in 1968, which was the FA Cup. They won the League Cup in 66. Slavman Bilic, the former West Ham player, former West Ham manager. Is now their manager. So, Robbie Musto, West Brom are often seen as not one of the most exciting clubs because they've had managers, the Tony Pulis's, the Roy Hodgson's, even at times that don't excite you. Savon Bilic is exciting.
2: Different. Yeah, it's going to be different. I mean, I I still think they're going to have a really tough season, but they've got young, exciting wingers. Mateus Pereira, Mm -hmm. maybe the best player in the championship last year, 20 assists he got. He's going to be creative. Uh, Dean Garner, we've talked about, former West Ham players, good in a wide area. It comes down to to, to Charlie Austin and, and Hal Robson, whether they can get enough goals to stay up. But I, mm. you know, he admitted himself, they're going to be counter-attacking a lot. That's the way it's going to be in the Premier League. So I just wonder if the strikers, have got enough pace to, to, to make advantage I just, of that. I just hope this
0: mentality as well. Norwich City came into the league last season, and we're almost saying, well, if we go down, we'll be ready to come back up again. And... and West Brom have been the yo-yo club. And, and I'm saying yo-no. It's not like... If you go down, don't always think you're going to come back up. Sometimes you're going to go down and stay down for a while. So you've worked hard to get in the Premier League. Mm. Give it a real good go. Don't, don't be talking about, well, we'll have parachute money and all that. Do your best to finish 17th. And Slavin Bilic's experience is going to be huge for this football club.
1: Or well, the other promoted team yesterday Fulham who lost to Arsenal they did their best to try and stay up last time but they spent a ton of money and went down again this season will be their 15th in the Premier League owned by Shad Khan who also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL Scott Parker's their manager we saw and we will bring you the highlights from that game against Arsenal yesterday because it was ultimately Robbie L. it was disappointing from Scott Parker and his men yesterday what concerns you
0: they didn't lay a glove on, on Arsenal Football Club, and, and Arsenal w- w- were good, but were allowed to be good, and my fear for Fulham all season is that they're a nice football club, Rebecca, and, and they've got to turn nasty. Teams have got to go to the cottage do not look forward to it and know they're going to be in for a game, and, and even if we, you get a win there, you come off the pitch saying, wow, you know, they really had a go. They, 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 did, they didn't. Try. Well, no, they didn't try. They, they didn't have anything that could p- impose a problem to Arsenal. And Arsenal were comfortable 3-0 winners. And, and when
2: you haven't got the quality, mm-hmm. which they haven't, yeah. to be able to outplay a lot of teams, you need that something extra. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Some energy, some yeah. fire, something different. And mm-hmm. that's what we're concerned about. Scott Parker coming into this season with the mantra of we've got to be mentally tough. We're going to lose some games. We've got to bounce back. And that's fine. And that's what they didn't have a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. They spent a ton of money, got relegated. They haven't spent much money and still look like they're going to have a should difficult season. Yeah, they probably got should have. Go, back to Robbie's point about going down and coming back up again. Go for it. Spend some more money. It's difficult to say it because they spent so much before Nishad yeah. Khan and got relegated. He's thinking, well, do I need to do that again? It looks like he's not going to do it.
1: That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings on weekends at 7am Eastern on NBCSN. I'm Rebecca Lowe. Bye for now.